Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into the cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Human vulnerability is almost completely ignored in the security awareness space. But why is that? Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. It's time to change the focus and bring it back to the human factor. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. Assessing the constantly evolving human risk is how we make our company safer and more secure. I'm Connor Swam, CEO of Insecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, and I am joined once again by Jimmy, VP of Revenue at QuickPass. Uh, sorry, that's your old name, CyberQP. And CyberQP. also... The self-declared warlock of ham, privileged access management. How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing wonderful. So for everyone listening, including myself, because I don't know pretty much anything about, I only know the acronym because you had said it just before we, we got mm-hmm. on the show. What is PAM? P-A-M. So I think I can put a pin in this whole pan Pam situation that we have going on. I was going to make a stepbrothers joke. I'm very glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, privileged access management is simply uh, making sure that the right people have access to the right data at the right times on a privileged basis. You know, it's it's just it, at an MSP level, you can you can call it protecting your admin accounts, right? Making sure that all the administrative functions on your inside your MSP and for your end users are managed, monitored. You know, the discovery, monitoring, and management of your privileged accounts, really. The discovery, monitoring, and management of your privileged accounts. So you also mentioned, so that, is it that all of your users don't have access to all of your data all the time? It's like you can provision it for certain segments of time. You can provision certain data forever. I'm, I'm a little confused by that. Sure. Yeah. There's lots of, there's lots of different areas. So, right. So privilege access management is a sub-function of identity and access management. And identity and access management encompasses everything like MFA, SSO, everything that relates to people logging in or getting access to something. Privileged access management is a sub portion of that that has to do with anything that is privileged or elevated user rights. So there's like sub functions like what we do where we're doing uh, password rotations or just in time account creation or privileged account discovery. Uh, there's other areas of privileged access management, uh, such as privileged session recording, where you're, um, you know, recording what uh, a remote uh, machine is doing, right, when someone is accessing it and using maybe a privileged command line or privileged PowerShell or even recording the whole session. Uh, there's privilege elevation, like what Cyberfox does uh, with Auto Elevate, where they're giving ordinary users temporary access to an administrator account and then taking those rights away when they're done. Uh, and ThreatLocker does that too. Uh, so there's like a lot of different areas and it's all emerging and becoming very important for MSPs because MSPs hold so much privileged access, right? MSPs have privileged access to all of their customers and they have unfortunately become a target for hackers because they you know, you hack just the MSP and you get access to all of them. So making sure that 
people inside your MSP only have privileged access when they actually need it for short periods of time and limiting that privilege. Um, and then also your end users as well is extremely important. And that's like everything encompassed in PAM. And I think it's a wide space. It's growing. Um, you know, you're seeing stuff we're doing, stuff ConnectWise is doing, um, you know, uh, ThreatLocker, CyberFox, Evo Security. And we're all like, you know, we have a little bit of overlap in certain things. But when you look up market, there's uh, like like Delinea, which is psychotic, um, CyberArk, Manage Engine, and there's these more like uh, holistic solutions that maybe combine all of these different things that we're using, that we're doing in the MSP space, uh, but is extremely expensive, is extremely time consuming. Uh, it is cost prohibitive for small businesses and it is not working on a multi-tenant basis. Uh, it's like segmented out in the cloud. So you're starting to see as you do with cybersecurity and technology in general, that those technology concepts coming down market. And that's how, you know, you end up with companies like us who, you know, do this stuff extremely, extremely well for MSPs and their customers more specifically. So I don't even know if I answered your question, but that was a long answer about Pam. <laughs> the question was, what is Pam? I think you did a great job at covering it, though. <laughs> okay. you, also, you also kind of asked it, always what I follow up with is, why should anyone care about this? It's like, we've made an acronym. Congrats. It's like there are so many acronyms uh, that exist in this world. But it sounds like if, if I got it correctly, it's not having access to all of your data all the time and not having access to everything all the time, provisioning it. And then you mentioned just time accounts. You mentioned elevating privileges. You mentioned giving access to data and then taking it away when, when it's necessary as well. How else is it important? Is there anything, is there any, any other thing that is under the scope of, of privileged access management that we haven't talked about? Well, so by default, I see people like myself want access to everything. I want God mode level access to every system. I want the developer options, admin settings, right? I, and that's just the way I am. I like to tweak things, I like to play with it. And that is like horrible practice for um, information security because if something happens to me, so much, so much more damage can get done. And we need to change our way of thinking as MSPs to get away from that and move to least privilege. So for example, if you're an MSP CEO listening, if you have domain access, admin access to all of your clients, or you have, you know, whatever God mode access to a bunch of your internal systems and you never log in, you don't actually need access. And by having that access, you're setting a culture of the higher you get in the organization, the more access you get and you want to keep that and you want to hold it. But all you're doing is creating standing privilege or risk for yourself. Standing privilege is having admin access to something when you're not using it or admin access to something all the time. And we need to switch to a culture of least privilege and zero standing privilege where if you need admin access, you get it for a little bit and then you turn it back off. And cyber insurers have noticed this and they're usually years behind, but they are asking questions about this. Uh, regulators have known about this uh, and are starting to implement it. And, and auditors and, and um, a lot to do with accountability because in MSP, for example, you end up with a lot of shared accounts, right? And uh, with a shared account, you lose the auditing of who was accessing what at what time. 
or the most critical privileged accounts because everyone's using the same one. And yeah, you know, we help do stuff like password rotation that mitigates a lot of that and and helps with it. But um, ultimately, we're seeing everything is going to move to named accounts where, you know, you need to have, the, it, if somebody's doing something on a system, it needs to get tied back to an actual human being. And uh, there's just a lot more eyes on it now, and there will continue to be even more. So if you're not getting cyber insurance questions or regulatory requirements for named accounts or privileged access management, there's a high probability that you will in the future, which is helping drive this adoption uh, on top of the fact that it, um, you know, people are just getting hacked and getting popped uh, for, you know, having access to things that they shouldn't all the time. I forget who said this, but a statement that I always enjoyed was, uh, you're not too small to get hacked, you're just too small to make the news. Like a big question that a lot of MSPs get from their clients is, why would I bother doing this? Why would I bother spending all this money when I'm too small? Yeah. And, and I mean, that's all part of it, right? That's like part of why, you know, we are existing and why if you went to IT Nation Secure, it seemed like there's tons of PAM vendors with like, you know, the new SOXIM, the new MDR, right? Like just moving in, taking over um, because there, this was just completely cost prohibitive for small businesses. And even like Microsoft, they're coming out with Microsoft PIM, which is privileged identity management. Um, it's a focus for everyone. Uh, and, and now, you know, people like us are trying to bring it to all the small businesses. Hmm. So it, one thing that always shocked me is whenever I'd listen to an MSP talk to their clients or even listen to an MSP talk, they always assumed like the, the C-suites, the managers, whatever, the people at the top are like, I don't need this. There's no way I'm going to get hacked. There's no way that I'm the I'm the reason my organization is going to go under. Like, this is just a roadblock. Don't put it in front of me. And they honestly, sometimes they get really angry, uh, especially when, when they're MSP or when they're security providers. Like, no, you have to do this. And I always came back with, aren't you also the person with the most access? Don't you have the most keys in your organization? Aren't you the busiest person here? Or you believe to be that you're the busiest person here? It's like, all right, can we see a world where you make a mistake or where somebody targets you because they know this? And that's when they have to like they either they either double down or like no you don't know what you're talking about or they're like okay yeah I could see that and it sounds like Pam protects from that happening it's like don't be your own worst enemy like don't someone's gonna get hacked in your organization your organization it's a it's a when not if mentality that's that's what a lot of people are saying these days that's what I believe as well so it's like in the event that it does happen we should be the most prepared which means having access to almost nothing at the time of hack yeah that's true. What, uh, what other vulnerabilities does Pam protect? So the discovery of privileged accounts. So uh, a lot of it is, right, you don't know, like say you inherit a new client or you buy an MSP or um, anything like that. There isn't a great process for uh, discovering all of the administrator accounts or privileged accounts that are existing. And th there are, you know, some cool tools to do it and there's scripts to do it. But you get multiple environments, right? You get uh, local admins, you get Azure AD uh, or Entra ID, whatever they changed Office 365 to be called these days. Um, and then Active Directory, you know, all different servers as well. And, you know, RMMs can uh, help and, you know, monitor a lot of this and find a lot of the information in it and PowerShell scripts and stuff like that. But being able to pull all of that information into one place and knowing what the footprint is and what the risk is, that is a huge part of privileged access management. And that's something that, you know, we do. Sweet. Are, 
are MSPs behind the game or ahead of the game when it comes to implementing PAM in, in your humble opinion? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't like to, you know, come down and say, blah, 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 blah. Like cybersecurity is an ongoing process. MSPs are put in a situation where they are forced to implement cybersecurity without necessarily having the best training or teachings or time to adapt and prepare because they're the only ones there to do the job. And, you know, I know some amazing MSPs who are, you know, have experts in security for sure, but a lot are just trying to learn and and catch up on things. So like there's always work to do and there's always um, improvements to make for cybersecurity. But I I wouldn't say that, you know, MSPs are ahead or behind because everyone's always behind in cybersecurity. Like you, there's always improvements you can make. It's, it's It's a game where everyone loses at some point. You're just trying not to lose the worst. Try not to lose so bad you make the moves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, where can people go to learn more about PAM or cybersecurity? Because uh, you just mentioned, you know, a lot of people are just in this game to be educated. They're the only people at the front lines helping the small businesses. And sometimes that's not ideal. But where could people go educate themselves in your mind? Sure. Um, I mean, you know, check out, actually, we have, we have a pretty good uh, resource center on our website, cyberqp.com. Click on the resource hub. There's a bunch of stuff on PAM and, and um, identity and access management and cyber in general. But I, I would also look at CIS framework, cybersecurity framework, and, you know, start implementing it in your organization and, you know, read up a little bit on it. And if you're not aligning yourself to a framework, that's a great way to start. And you'll read a lot about thin security and how they can help you. And uh, what is it? Control 14 or something on control 14. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you'll read control four and five and, and you'll see, Hey, actually cyber QP is a good fit for this, but a lot of it is process oriented, but it's a good place to start on. Here's the basic security things yeah. that I need. How can I put the process in place and where do my tools fit in? Yeah. For those of you listening who are hearing about this for the first time, CIS stands for the Center for Internet Security, and they've created a group of best practices to follow, the, the controls. And I think there's, what, 18 of them? And there are subpoints and all there. And it's like, okay, if you're looking to, you know, have a decent security program or know what a decent security program would look like and the things that you should care about, go to, the, go to CIS, find the framework, look at all those things and check the boxes. Do you have tools that help you with these things or do you have processes that actually... I guarantee you said four and five. I guarantee some of them are actually like, do you actually de-escalate access when needed? And do you not provision everything all the time? So for those of you listening, just that'd be a great place to start. And there are probably a hundred million people on YouTube that have made wonderful videos and cybersecurity experts there that have made videos on it. Yeah, there's uh, the cyber uh, call or the cyber cast now it's called uh did a whole series on all the controls uh or i don't know if they're done it yet but you should let you that's a good they go through each one one by one uh it's very good so that's a good place to learn too sweet any any last minute advice it's where this is where we always wrap up with folks is what's what's one thing they should take from from your expertise today on learning pam or learning about cybersecurity? just look inward on yourself and think what do i have access to and is there an actual reason for this and can I make a culture change in my organization by giving up this God mode access for no reason? No good reason. No good reason. Is there a good reason to have God mode as my follow-up? It's fun. <laughs> okay. It's fun. You heard it, folks. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, uh, thanks for joining me today. This has been 
super helpful, not only to myself, but I imagine to everyone listening. I, I had no idea what BAM was uh, before we started this call. And now I feel like I'm an expert. So, you know, watch out. I might be coming for your job, Jimmy. I'm going to be the spokesperson <laughs> for Pam. And, <laughs> and we'll go from there. Yeah, you got it, man. You, you come take it. Sweet. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And as always, all the links we mentioned today, they'll be in the show notes. Jimmy, Jimmy's contact information, whatever you'd like to share with us, be in the show notes as well if you'd like to ask him more questions about Pam or AI. He's the warlock of uh, the, the democratically elected warlock of Pam. He's also uh, talks about AI a ton, and that's a lot of fun. But uh, thanks, everyone, for joining. Have a great rest of your day, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high-quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.